0: I don't know how much value I have in this universe, but I do know that I made a few people happier than they would have been without me. As long as I know that, I'm as rich as I ever need to be.
1: care, what time is that? It's time to refresh. Uh, back once again with another podcast. This is episode 55 of the It's Time to Refresh podcast. On this episode, we've got some uh, Clubland royalty, Mr. Ian Van Dal. yeah Christoph, as uh, yes. as his friends call him, <laughs>
0: pissed off Christoph.
1: <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean, if you don't know who he is, you live under a rock, I suppose. Because we've got many, many clubland anthems. You would will, will call them. Okay. Um, I don't think he likes all these com- all these <laughs> <Yeah>, compliments. <yeah. laughs> I'm blushing. And- <laughs> but yeah, um, so uh, this is a bucket list episode, I'd say, because this is probably like you're probably one of the biggest clubland artists there there is really would you say over the years
0: I, I wouldn't say that about myself
1: so <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say anything right i'm so, just going to
0: just happy to be honest i, I like the whole clubland scene it was a good uh, era yeah. It was uh, you know good music tunes that people still love and it's it's happy i'm happy to be part of it and still be able to do it. So that's actually Excellent. daunting, you know, I'm happy about. So
1: yeah. I get exactly where you're coming from, but um, yeah, we're live in the Premier Inn in
0: Carlisle today. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are going to plug that one. Um, I just want to start off. This as is the, the sofa, yeah. so if I have my MC with me, I'll, I'll put him here. Genie, <laughs> this is your bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: so start off with every, as doing every podcast. Um, what did you have for tea last night?
0: Tea. That's food. Mm-hmm. Well, to be honest, it was horrible. I was at Botlands uh, in Mainhead, yep. and you have a couple of restaurants. And we took the the buffet restaurant, so it was like we were happy there was all kinds of dis- dishes. Yeah, but they were all all crap. <laughs> 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 so, so, give give, give so, examples, <laughs> Examples of what there was there. Well, there was like a, a, a potato baked potato yeah but it, uh, yeah, you know, know you, you know the skin has to be crispy and all that yeah. but it wasn't and then there was like a, a tikka no a, a, a Indian dish um, Jalfrezi yeah but it wasn't even spicy so mm-hmm. it was a UK Jalfrezi wasn't an <laughs> crazy. and yeah stuff like that so I'm hoping you know after the interview you can go to the restaurant have proper food yeah Carlisle, it'd be decent so. I think yeah. yeah
1: Carlisle's finest cuisine local yes, cuisine <laughs> <laughs> nah um, excellent man I can't remember what I had for tea. Last night, so I'm not even gonna try and remember. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, basically got you on here today. Not, I don't think have you ever like talked about your your, your story on a, on a online or anything? Because obviously I do my research, being the great great documentation I am, and I can't find anything online of you telling
0: your story uh, very limited very limited yeah yeah so, i think one is in dutch or something so you probably wouldn't find yeah. it so i'm not paying for
1: someone for someone to translate that sorry <laughs> but yeah um so you're from belgium but yes. if it's in dutch do you speak or oh, well, is that your, your native like language dutch
0: yes so uh, belgium has three national languages yeah. so the north is dutch the South is French. And then you have like a little part in the East that's German. Yeah. So, and I live in the North part. So that's why we speak Dutch, but my father is from the South. So I actually also speak French and our dialect is a little bit German. So we speak German also. And then English. So, <laughs> so it's handy for gigs. <laughs> yes. It's handy for gigs. Yeah. You yeah. Can do gigs in Germany and Holland and France. <laughs> so I'm, I'm good. Yeah. So uh, I'm just going to go like right
1: back to the beginning with you. Who Who's Christoph? Like what, Where did it all begin for you?
0: Good question. (laughs) I don't know, I always liked music. So I wanted to do music and my parents weren't too convinced, um, but I have an uncle who is like a classic uh, pianist. yeah, And I did some um, private lessons with him and he said that I should continue doing the the piano and, and and music, and I started doing music school. I did my twelve years of music school, uh, classically trained pianist, and all that. Oh, wow. And meanwhile, while doing the whole music school, you know, you, we started started with with buying a computer and making music on the computer. But you know, it's this is pre all the you know today Everything, tools yeah. you know so today it's easy to make music on on a computer you buy a computer you have your vsts you yeah. know it's every computer is, is stuffed with tons of memory and hard drives and all that but it wasn't you know my first music computer was the amiga 500 yeah and then the proper one where i made my music on was a atari 1040 which is one megabyte RAM,
1: yeah That was the posh one as well. Yeah. (laughs) It it is one megabyte ROM. I don't know
0: if people understand one megabyte ROM. And I was so proud. I had a hard drive and the hard drive was 60 megabytes. (laughs) So it could store some records and every, every song had to be on like a floppy disk. Yeah. And then you had like a big mid-ex you had to put on the side to connect all your synthesizers because there were no VSDs. So you had to connect all your hardware synthesizers. So that's how we made music. You know, that's the old So when did this journey start? How old were you? The music making, I, 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 basically, when I, from the moment I started uh, taking lessons, I started writing songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I did two, three hours of music a day, and I started writing songs. Even yeah, so at the f- after the first lessons, and then on the computer was like twelve years old. Yeah, was, yeah, right. And then yeah. did my first proper demos at fifteen, sixteen. And then got signed with the record company at eighteen. Excellent, excellent. So, see,
1: see when you were writing at fifteen, like your, your your demos. Would you say if you listen back to them now, are, are they of good quality or <laughs> nah? Shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Always have to think about the what's it called the uh, the TV show where they 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 show you a message and then after will self destruct. So yeah, I wish they would do with every demo I had. <laughs> so, but with the you can hear. Well, it's not bad, bad, but you could hear there is something in it. Yeah. But, but uh, I think in order uh, to to get the extra level, you need you know to you need to keep on working and keep on doing and keep on yeah. doing and keep on doing it. Consistency and is key. Consistency. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, the, I think the The problem with music maybe it's today's for example music industry people like to make a cover a remake mm-hmm. why because when you do it it instantly sounds nice mm-hmm. so it's easy to work with and actually writing original music it's all about being uncomfortable mm-hmm. with it oh your comfort zone yeah yeah and you need to be uncomfortable the whole time, the whole time. Everything you make has to be shit and then keep making it and keep making it. And then <laughs> one from these 50 demos or 100 demos is like, oh, that is really good. Yeah. So, and yeah, that's what I experienced all these years. <laughs> <laughs> so when Being you... Being uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so when you got signed, was what was what was the track that got signed? Like, what, it must have been a... A good a decent quality when you're 18
0: well it was different times so what happened is the label was it was a sub label of emi yeah and they didn't have any studios they were working with mm-hmm. so they just had djs and and possible artists yeah but they didn't have any Studio they didn't have anybody who could make music who yeah. was music you know could write music you know could play an instrument and all that yeah so I when I approached them they were like ah you know you have your studio you have you know you you, you can play music you can play the piano yeah so what they did is they offered me a deal first to sit in the studio with these other DJs and make records for them yeah and like kind of like a tryout. Yeah. So, but the, I made three demos and they were all released and everybody was happy. So <laughs> the one was, it's a trance song I made and it was in 96, which became the biggest selling trance record of the year in the world. Not bad. So the other one was like a club anthem. What was the <laughs> trance change out of curiosity? It's a DJ Young Santo so uh, if you hear it you will know it but yeah. everybody played it so from tiesto to armin to niels uh, to yeah uh, niels van Gogh to um, yeah everybody was anybody playing, was everybody anybody. was playing yeah. so that was good and then another one was like a club anthem and then the third one was a commercial Eurodance. and uh, what was that that was absalom and then mm. that was top 10 in belgium top 10 in germany number one in spain So it's not bad. Not bad for a start. (laughs) For a start off, (laughs) hey, that's
1: it's a good start to a music career. I must say. The
0: funny part is when I did Absalom and had to mix it, I blew my speakers, and I had to go. You know, we did like DJ gigs with my brother, Mm -hmm. and we had the old like GB system. So there was like the fake GBLs, yeah, you know, GB system sounded like crap. Yeah. So I had to go and take the big speakers and put them in the studio. Oh, because no, because I way. had no sound. I had to mix it on the big speakers sounding like shit. So, but end result was still okay. Okay.
1: Do you know something I find, I'd find that so, um, useful. So have your studio monitors there, but have like a, a, a club ish system because do, do you know when you finish music and you go you go to the club and like, you, you club test it and then yeah. sometimes you maybe hear something? Yeah. Same with the car. If you car test it and you put it in the car and you hear something. If you've got a reference point in your studio of a club sound system, why not use it?
0: I <laughs> actually had one of the DJs. I did a track with one of the DJs yeah. and he car tested it, you know? But yeah. it was like, you, you know, DJ One Finger? It was, so it was, it was like a 808 with a techno sound on it, like do 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 something <laughs> you know, like that, and he put it on. On this, he says, "I'm going to car test it. I'm going to talk car test it." So he put it on max volume, and it was just this little sound first, and then it did boom, <laughs> boom, and it destroyed all the speakers. <laughs> I love it. I love it.
1: So, yeah. So you got off to a absolute flying start of yeah, a music was career. Bad. Yeah. Was yeah. Bad. Um, so what was the, the record label called? Sorry, if you don't mind me asking.
0: So it was um on the Subway which mm-hmm. was part of, uh, EMI. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Antler is the label that does Praka Khan, lots yeah. of acid, um, and lots of new beat tracks.
1: Got yourself in a good place, like sort of straight away as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's like you, you haven't got, you've just, just straight in at the deep end as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no,
0: it was good. Good. Yeah. And you know, back in the days it was different. The labels were more serious. Like it, it's too de- too easy to have a label today. Yeah, and back in the days, it took an investment, a real investment, to do mm-hmm. it. So before starting a label, people would like really think about it. Yeah, you'd and, have to have like a proper business plan and, you need and- a proper business plan. You need proper artists. You need proper records, all that. Because if you're spending ten, twenty thousand per release, yeah, you know. Can't just release it yeah. now. Now it's not, it doesn't even cost money, you know. You just make a record, use the aggregator yeah. who puts it online on all streaming platforms, and that's it. So it didn't cost you any money to do it, just making the song. Mm-hmm. But back in the days, on top of the, making the song, you needed to promote it, you needed to press vinyls, you needed to go promote it to the radio stations, and, yeah. and so it was m- much more expensive to do it. So people thought about you know is the song really good yeah. before putting it out
1: i always think to myself when 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 i when i do a tune right i think would somebody back in the day press this up on like a white label to test to see if it would sell and if it's if it's not if it's i don't think it's good enough that i won't release it do you know yeah. what i mean yeah. if, if if would i part with with physical money to pay for this tune and if i'm like no i'm like well it's not getting released it'll just get put to one side yes sure. um i think that's what lacks a lot in today's music as well yes. because anyone like as you can see, i've seen a couple of these distribution sites online i can't remember the, the names of them off the top of my head but there's one like um i can't remember if it's called tune buddy or something like that and it's like literally anybody can sound to it you don't even need to have a label or, or nothing mm-hmm. it's just it just it'll put it on spotify it'll put it on youtube it'll put it on everywhere and it's like there's no quality control at all to it do you know what i mean mm-hmm. um well, so yeah well,
0: With 70,000 songs added to Spotify every day, you think they're all good?
1: (laughs) No, not a chance. (laughs) I've seen something like a statistic off Spotify. Um, Do you know when they do your end-of-year review? And I was reading about it, and um, it said uh, only 5% of um, the tracks released in 2022 had more than 100 streams. 5%. 5%. So it shows Ooh. you how much yeah. <laughs> how much shit there is, <laughs> but there's a lot of people in that five percent though, isn't there? So it's like, think of how much music's just been left in the in the dark. Do you know what I mean? It's just that's it. Whether I, it's shit. Or, or actually,
0: I, I actually have there is a Belgium. There is a guy who actually has a show, and what he does is he goes on Spotify and looks for songs that had no no airplay, like yeah. zero and then promotes the record if he
1: thinks it's a good record
0: it just it's for fun yeah, yeah So it's like i'm i'm gonna play your song and then it goes up to i don't know how much <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's a great idea just as well to support cable.
1: yeah yeah it, obviously if, if there's a good record out there and it's not getting the attention it deserves then yeah. i think that's a fantastic idea
0: well the problem today is that even if like people always say well if it's a good song it will it will get there Yeah, but it's not.
1: No, it's not true. You've got to. You've got to. Nowadays, I've discovered with this podcast. I was when I first started doing what the first ten episodes or something like that. I was putting it out, and I was like, "This is a podcast. See what you think of it and stuff." And nobody latched onto it really. Get a couple of like my followers that Mm would latch onto it, and then when I started promoting it properly, um, paying for ads, paying for everything like that, and it's like it's reaching people now. Same with records. If you're, if you're not promoting records now, it's, what's the point? You could make the best record ever.
0: Well, basically, even if, let's say you have 500 good records that are offered to the radio station. Yeah. And they add three songs in a week. And one is the new David Guetta and the other one is the new Nicki Minaj, for example. Mm-hmm. leaves you with one record they could add mm-hmm. that week from the 500 up-and-coming artists that have something. You know, even if 10% of these records is good, yeah. it's still 50 records from which one will be played. Yeah. So you're, with, stack, isn't so you're left with 49 records which are good, which are never going to get the airplay. Yeah. So
1: it's, it's, it's a scary, scary thing. But that's yeah, isn't it? it's,
0: it's, and so I always say, you know, I got lucky also. Mm-hmm. So I can't say I'm not lucky. Yeah. So, so is are they good records that I made? Possibly. Yeah. But I also got lucky.
1: Yeah, yeah, so I understand.
0: and I'm I'm honest about that, you know. Yeah,
1: do you think it was a lot of a lot of things, like when you say you've got to be consistent with your records and stuff like that? Do you think a lot of things is like right place, right time, and stuff like that? Um,
0: yeah. Also, the only thing, basically, music is a weird industry. Um, you have to accept that you can't control everything you do. Yeah, I think that's basically it. A lot of people, artists get depressed and, and are like, oh, you know, I, I can't get there and all that, mm. but you have to think in a different way. You, you, you can write every day, you can promote yourself every day. You can, you know, post and do things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all that is only maybe, let's say 20% of the influence you can have on the records yeah. and the other 80% you don't control. Yeah. It's the record label, it's DJs picking it up. It's uh, the support, all these things. You can't control it. Yeah. So
1: (sighs) You could be the hardest worker in the world and still not, not get there. So, and you
0: have to be realistic. So the only thing you can control is the amount of work you do. So, and every time you make a song, you have an opportunity. Mm -hmm. So the only thing you can control yourself is giving yourself a lot of opportunities by writing a lot of records.
1: There's some very good advice. I like that a lot. And I, do, I and do.
0: Some people think they work hard. Yeah. But nobody actually works hard. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, uh, together with my, you know, I, I, I did lots of the tracks with Eric, my music partner. Yeah. Yeah. We've been writing since 2000. Yeah. yeah. We have oh, like 10,000 records. Wow. That's yeah. insane. So statistics. everybody who has thinks they work hard. You know. Yeah. Do you have ten thousand records? <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So uh, that's what uh, you know. And I'm I'm yeah. releasing and I'm having the best contacts in the world and all that stuff. Yeah. And I still have to make ten thousand records. Do you have a? Couple of <laughs> you yeah. Know? So yeah. why you think you make ten records and think you have a you need to you know you deserve yeah, to, yeah deserve yeah, yeah, the yeah, best deal yeah. in the world you know it's I know not. Even. Just be realistic. It's yeah. what I say.
1: Absolutely. No, no, I agree with you. It's, it's a really good outlook on, on how the music industry is. And obviously you've been around long enough to, to your opinion is a valued opinion. I think people yeah. will watch this and be like, Hmm, that's interesting. I never
0: say I know everything. Yeah. And no, you're just and, talking about your experience. And that's I all can only say what I experience myself <sighs> and there's always people who can be lucky. There's always people, you know, there's people winning the lottery, you know, so you can always be lucky. You can make one demo and instantly be famous, you know, but on average, you know, it's not 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 like that. It's this how you work. You work your ass off. You work a lot. You make so many songs and one of them, the from all the tracks that you make there is one that you say oh this is really good and that's the one that make maybe is gonna do something yeah and then when it does something you have to make sure that you make your money because yeah. that's another one you, you can have a big hit and still not get paid yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: we weren't talking about that off the podcast at all
0: <laughs> yeah. no, true. It's true. You know, if, i know i know every big artist i know everyone yeah from from the 90s till now Every big artist I know got scammed, you know. So it's yeah. not that it's uncommon, you know. Yeah. It is what it is. So, so on top of working hard, also, you know, be intelligent and know what you sign. Yeah, because that's another issue. You know, you can have a great song if you make a shitty deal, you're still not gonna make money. Yeah, exactly. So, and people and abuse it.
1: A lot of people would say in the music industry, oh, it's not about money; it's about the creativity and yeah, stuff like
0: that. Ba- that's for any artist that is listening, yeah. that's the worst thing you can say. Yeah, Never go to a record company and say, Oh, I do it for the love of music. Because the first thing they're going to do is like... Drop your contract. No, you. no. They're like, Oh yeah, we're going to screw you big time. <laughs> that's the only thing you do. Yeah. Because you're not in it for the music. Yeah. No, don't don't be retarded, you know. <laughs> Just say, of course I'm doing for the music. Because yeah. it's the worst thing imagine you make a big record it's a big hit and you make zero money from it yeah you're going to be frustrated on, on top of that
1: but another thing as well i see this is just for looking from another angle is i see a lot of people who engineer music nowadays right mm-hmm. and the engineer um a track and or they'll engineer a style of music they're not necessarily interested in mm-hmm. and it'll matter the track might blow up mm-hmm. right that the money they could make off that could give them the financial freedom and the yeah. time to produce music they want to do yeah yeah so that's why money is a, a big factor in the music industry.
0: Well, basically, I'm always open for anybody. You know, I always help out people if I can. Yeah. yeah? So I don't have a lot of time, but always take the time to reply to people who send me messages and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So, um, <sighs> I forgot what I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it is important to think about what you're doing yeah. For example, I know guys that say, well, somebody asked me to produce a track and do like a ghost track. So they say, well, they pay me mo- money. Yeah. I make a track and give it to them. You know, in a way I can understand that people do it. You know, you have some, you know, you have artists and producers and all that. They say, oh, I, I want to make a certain amount of money each month. Yeah. And they say, well, if I can do t- three, four, five productions for other people, get money from it. Yeah. I'll make enough you know to be able to do this as yeah. a living yeah. yeah personally I'm not a f- like a fan of giving away my rights because mm-hmm. you never know you never know and that's the that's a problem i I'll, I'll I'll tell you a story the, um the technotronic yeah pump up the jam yeah, to, 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 cool. yeah? so the guy who made this yeah. he's not the only guy who made it. He had a guy in the studio with him and he said, can you help me out with this song? And that's the guy who wrote the the chords on it. Yeah. Yeah. And then the guy said, what do you want for it? And he said, well, it's okay. You do something for me next time. Yeah. (laughs) The original artist made 50 million on it at least. Yeah. That's uh, do you understand? Yeah. And the other one went crazy. And that's that's- impo- you know hmm. I don't say every record gonna make fifty million, but at least always, even if you want to give away a share, always keep some Something. of the share yeah, yeah, yeah. or if you know it it has potential, yeah, then it's very important i ne I always tell everybody never to give away the shares, make different kind of deals, yeah absolutely. there's enough ways to make money over
1: that's some very good advice um and also absolute heartbreak and that like, you never got a bit of, like when you see this the, whoever was in the studio with them didn't get that their cut of what essentially is the track as well isn't it like them yeah, called yeah. the, that that he that, could, mm. could
0: have easily said well give me one third of the records and that would have made him 10, yeah 20 million
1: yeah and he did add the the freedom to write his own music as well because yeah. he'd have just been living off that you see some people who have won it wonders and they've retired because they've had their one hit yeah and that's it. Like, okay. but then it, it, if you are truly passionate about music, when you see these people who's in the industry and they go, I'm in it because I love it. And, yeah. and it's like, well, if, if that's true, if you've got a big hit, get as much as you can from it. So then you can sit and be the creative yeah. that you, you are.
0: Well, I'm happy that I can do what I want. Yeah. So the songs that I did make it that I don't have to worry about it. Mm hmm. And that gives me freedom and I always had the freedom. So I never had to do any other job or something. So I only, from 18 years old, I only did music. Right. And that gives you freedom. So Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry and stress so I can say, okay, let's try a new genre of music, for example, Mm -hmm. and then spend a month trying new things, but not having to worry that I have to make records because else I have no money left, you know? Because that's a problem. Like a lot of people, they want to do things, but they are limited. For example, the guys who make productions and being paid for it. Yeah. Because they always do it, they limit themselves. So, but mm-hmm. it's it's hard, you know. Mm-hmm. I I have it easy, you know. So I, that's why I also also try to help people. Yeah. So because I know how hard it is, I know how hard it is to to have to worry. Mm-hmm. You know, about the money and to have to worry about, you know, that will it, it make something and will it get signed and all that stuff. So, and I'm helping, I have a couple of artists that, that I say, okay, you do good productions. Let me help you. Let me, you know, get you a couple of deals. So yeah. at least you can make money and you, you, you can see that it's ghost producing. is not always only way to make money. Yeah. There's other ways. To, Absolutely.
1: To make I love that. Absolutely love it um we we'll sort of we, we sort of touched on there that you when you were when you, you were 18 that you've never had to go and do something else so when you were 18 sort of going to your 20s what what was next for you were you a dj at this point or were you still just producing or uh
0: basically the gigs um but also as artists mm-hmm. so i you know back in the days was a euro dance so you had to go on stage with your keyboards and all that <laughs> yeah, stuff. yeah like live PA type yeah, thing yeah so yeah. i had to do like <laughs> and tv shows and then gigs but we did tons of gigs back in the days i did like five six seven gigs a weekend
1: so uh, what part of you been how old were you when you you thought wow this is something's happening here something like like it, it's the it's snowballing when did, when did when did you get that idea
0: well there's always a snowball but it's a different level mm-hmm. for example when i the the 95 96 mm-hmm. uh, 90, 90, 95 and 99 uh and 9096 and all these things when it started the productions mm-hmm. it was already comfortable so i was doing the gigs in the weekend i do was doing productions i was getting sales there was in the you know i had records in the charts yeah. um so everything was you know fine but that that was on a, let's say a national level and like european level yeah so we so
1: we just playing in Belgium at this point, and you would you gigs would you... 97
0: Well, yes and no. I did Belgium and Holland, Germany, Spain. Mm-hmm. I even did Japan, but it wasn't like it was success, but not like major major success. Yeah, yeah. So and only until two thousand when I did the Ian Van Dahl project. Yeah, then you see that there is levels in success yeah and that was another level that was it's leveling ne- up sort of thing, yeah that yeah, was yeah. international so if you're in the charts all over the world it's next level mm-hmm. it's it's you know
1: you don't realize it until you're there as well sort yeah. of yeah yeah so so when so we'll, we'll sort of rewind a little bit so 98 99 you, you you're doing are you just doing solo stuff at this point on your own
0: no no it's well yes it's not solo stuff i just what i did is did, i did create projects mm-hmm. so i had like Eurodance projects so what i would do is i would write songs get a singer and make it like a band and yeah and release it you know like yeah. the a lot of you yeah a
1: lot of European your artists and that back in the day didn't yeah. where um because a lot of people as well because you were maybe making a euro sound and you were maybe writing, I don't know, the, the, the other side, might maybe like a techno tune, and you don't want them worlds to clash. No, no, I, had, I
0: had aliases for yeah, everything. Yeah, aliases for everything, yeah. so so, yeah.
1: so when you were coming up with that. So can you tell me the story of, of how how did Ian Van Dahl project become a thing?
0: Well, basically in like 98, 99, I had the, the Eurodance projects, then the singer got an offer from EMI itself to do a solo project with them. And she asked if it was okay. And I was like, Oh, we did the project for a couple of years, you know, do it. I'll help you with it. I'll write some songs Mm -hmm. for you. And then meanwhile, I was like, okay, what's next. And then in 99, I started working with my neighbor Mm -hmm. who happened to be, you know, Eric, who has his own studio also. And then we put the studio together. So we had his gear, his music gear, my gear, we put it all together. And then we started writing songs. And then one of these songs was, uh, Castles in the Sky. Right. And so we, we did that with Marsha, uh, who was a singer who came to the studio to do demos. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, okay, it's not bad the song so let's see what the label says they needed a, a project name and um ian vandal actually comes from jan vandal it's like a song it's like average joe you know yeah. so it's a song about average joe okay. and it's jan vandal with its two words but jan i already had a project called jan yeah. so i was like oh let's make it cooler and call it ian <laughs> and then uh, vandal we yeah. would we would make two words from it like van gogh yeah. niels van gogh like paul van dyke yeah you know, we we're like oh that's cool name so let's do it like that so we had ian van dal and then the dal we wrote it like roll dal <laughs> <way. laughs> i knew that was coming yeah so, so to me to have it like an uh, international appeal mm. so and then if you write it down ian van dal it's like ah, oh, that's actually a proper cool name yeah so and that's what we offered uh, to the label. And they said, oh, I shit. And it's a shit name and it's a shit song. Uh, but we will release it anyway.
1: Wow. <laughs> so uh, if you don't mind me asking, can we just go back a couple of steps, if that's okay? When you were writing the track, did you write the instrumental first? Yeah,
0: or... I, yeah most most of the time we just write instrumentals. So we, yeah. we write tons of demos. And then from these demos, then we say, okay, this has some potential. mm mm-hmm those are the one that we continue working on and then we write lyrics on it and a melody and stuff was like
1: that. Was it the cool. keys that came uh, when, when you first hear the tune? Like, dun, dun, da, dun, dun. When, it, when it's, it's coming in, what was that?
0: Actually, actually it was because people always say, yeah, is it really you who did it all that? But I wouldn't remember all the things if it wasn't me doing it. Yeah. For example, I know that Eric, because it was at his mom's place where mm-hmm. the studio was. So he was already in the studio. I came, you know, in the morning, came to his, and he was like, hey, Chris, uh, I have this sound and this, can you listen to it? And it was actually just with the kick on it. I said, actually, that's a cool sound. It was Hmm. a uh, CS6X from Yamaha. Right. I said, but on the sound, I think it's 26, the number of the sound. Hmm. I said on the sound there's a a pedirator. Said so if you take it off, and then shorten it, and then play with it and make your own chords. So I was like, D-d-d-d-d-d-d-d. so I said, you know, you do the um, the two and the, so you chords and then in the two yeah. and in the four. So I was like, okay, why don't we do and then do a progression and just tried a couple of progressions and then ended up in the melody and I was like, ah, that's nice. So that's the basics So the, the basic, uh, idea idea yeah. from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that you have that, uh, was it CGA? And then I was like, okay, until the break we're good. <laughs> so we need like a melody to do, 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 and let's do like a, a sequence Where we follow the chords, but then with like a cool sound. And then I think we use the access virus, I think it was. Yeah. Access virus A. We use that one and then, yeah, added up, you know, like GP 8,000 as like a sound to fill it up. And yeah. But- At what (laughs) point did you realize- Sometimes it's just like a puzzle. Yeah. Like, so it's, every time you make a, a song, it's a puzzle it's basically it so sometimes it goes so smoothly you're like okay this is good this will work with it this will work with it this will work with it and it goes so smooth and all that Mm -hmm. basically everybody says well this you know the song took only an hour to make Mm -hmm. basically every song only takes an hour to make Mm -hmm. but sometimes the result is shit and sometimes the result is good yeah basically every time you make a song you can make a song and within an hour yeah yeah So, but it, you need many hours to have from all these hours have a good song. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, sometimes it's like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Uh, So "Ah." at
1: what point did you realize that, that demo in particular had potential? Was it, was it hearing that, that sound off?
0: Yeah, but you know, when you have the chords and the, and the sounds and you're like, oh, this is good. Mm. you, You also have to think about that at that time, sounds were more unique. I don't know how to explain. Like, if you if you are a producer today, mm. you can have every single sound in the world. Yeah, readily have, available to you as well. Everything is available. You just go on on like uh, what's it's um, splice splice and yeah. all these companies. You know, mm. one of them where you have a subscription or you buy it. But everything is available. Mm-hmm. So basically. Yeah. Even if you buy it or hack it, it doesn't matter. You can have a computer and say, okay, I want the Spire. I want the silent. I want the massive. I want the, uh, Omnisphere. Mm-hmm. I want, uh, the, uh, arcade, uh, outlook arcade. I want, you know, anything is possible. You can yeah. have everything, but everybody has everything. Yeah. So everything sounds like everything. While back in the days you had to make a choice because every synthesizer was a thousand or 2000 pounds. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, okay, what are you going to buy? Uh, let's buy the, 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 Juno um, or let's buy the profit five. Let's yeah. buy, um, the, the Yamaha, the CS one X, let's buy the Triton cork or mm-hmm. the M one, you know, so you had to make choices. And this combination of these synthesizers gave a little bit sound of your studio. Yeah. So, and you had to make all the sounds,, because mm-hmm. there is no sounds, you, know, yeah. you have to make them, you know you have the hundred twenty eight uh, s- basic sounds in a synthesizer, yeah, so all the other ones you had to make, yeah, so what you did is you made the sound, so if you finally have a sound from a synthesizer which isn't used that much, you know, and all these combinations, then you're like, "Oh, this is actually cool, <laughs> yeah, so it, you had more opportunities be to be unique. yeah also the state of mind was different today somebody would say oh let's make a sound a song like jack jones let's make a sound like joel curry let's make a sound like you know While back in the days we would say what sound hasn't been there
1: yeah i understand where you're coming from um i've found as well what i've when i've collaborated with other artists and stuff like that i've found that do you not think that <clears throat> people's inspirations are from different places now see before right before in the 90s there was no electronic generation before mm-hmm. so um you would say take your ideas from say maybe <coughs> disco or um euro pop or mm-hmm. rock music even and then but now you hear these new artists who come through and they're just taking inspiration from the club music that they heard the generation Mm -hmm. before. So the evolution of the, of the music isn't, Mm -hmm. isn't, there's nothing new coming. Because
0: like when we did, when I did Mm trance in 95, 96, there was a start of trance. Yeah. So there was no trance. Yeah. So you had to create things and, and imagine things like how would it be yeah. You know, the, the, the sequences, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's why you had the Goriela and that's mm. why you had, uh, you know, all these, these, these very Corsten songs and all these, you know, which were good. Mm. So now they still make trance, but you have 20 years of trance making.
1: Yeah. To to evolutionize that sound. Yeah. So,
0: so that's why I kind of like, maybe that's why I, I also make other styles of music. Where all these inventions and all these standard standardization, how you Mm. say it, hasn't been there yet. yet. Yeah, I understand. You know what I mean? Like if I would make it, if I would do something different now, which isn't evolved that much. Mm -hmm. You know, it gives you more liberty. That's something that is already like if I would do rock music at this moment. Yeah, you know, we have fifty years of sixty years of rock music. How hard is it to be really original in in, in, in that time in yeah. The, yeah and as so, you say
1: so many songs are coming out at the same time as well now yeah, yeah. but if you if you, you the, i've seen um <clears throat> so for instance, i'll use this as an example because I, I'm, I know a little bit about it is the the tech house boom of the early 2010s that that sound was its own sound, never done before, everyone started sound like each other eventually but but the original tech house from. Early two thousands didn't sound anything like it. Mm-hmm. So when the, the the new tech house came along, these people were making music that hadn't been heard before. And then you see them now, for instance, and they're like the pioneers of that scene mm-hmm. because of how it's the same with with yourself. You've come along mm-hmm. when the trance music first came tons, along.
0: There's still tons of pioneers. Like, like Skrillex is a pioneer exactly. of 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 the 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 drum and bass and mm. and, and, the, and the dubstep the and dubstep all these thing, things. Yeah, yeah, you know so or, yeah.
1: that's that's what i'm getting at Do you know what i mean so like he he he's na- he's now known as like one of the the pioneer yeah. the godfathers of dubstep mm-hmm. and that that genre only came into um uh, uh, international existence yeah. in like 2013 2012. yeah so if you if you get in somewhere early enough you can you you, you can have that freedom of testing that you're not working to a standard or a template you 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 can just and i
0: think it's kind of what we did Mm -hmm. so all the stuff we did in the early 2000s all the clubland stuff yeah was setting in standard for now
1: well you weren't you weren't working from a template before there was no ian vandal before this like you know or or any other artists so yeah we're talking about the the castles in the sky thing when 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 you finished that demo and you said about getting the vocalist on so who who wrote the the lyrics and who who come up with the how it should sound was it like was it are you are you a, a good songwriter like lyrically
0: well i never call myself good no not I'm, good but like yeah no no like it's, <laughs> well you can't say that the the lyrics are the most difficult in the world you know no. i'm not like a poet yeah. you know like some Some artists like Leonard Cohen or whatever, Mm. you know, are poets and they can write something which, you know, makes you think, you know, basically it's still dance music Mm. and it's always good to have some kind of message. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But basically you're on the dance floor. So you want something you can sing along with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how it mostly goes is you write a song, you have your instrumental You get the singer in and you say, let's get, you know, let's get together, play the track, the instrumental, put it in a loop and say, okay, who has some ideas and everybody says stuff and then you end up having something, Mm -hmm. you know, it's the same with Didi when they did forever. Yeah. So Didi came to the studio, she did some demos, you know, to show she could sing. Yeah. And then I told her, I said, it's nice, you know, you're doing covers now yeah. to show your voice. Yeah. I said, but I want to hear how you are in your original voice. Yeah. So basically what happened is when she came to do the test, I was working on a demo. I put it on the demo and put it in a loop, I played some stuff. I was giving her an example. Yeah. And then ended up writing forever.
1: Yeah. You're singing it. Well, no, DD, no, it's like this.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you, you 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 interact with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's basically like, you know, ATB, yeah. 9 p.m. It's the same. He was in the studio, his girlfriend was there, and he was showing his girlfriend how you make music. So he did the do. you know. So basically, by showing his girlfriend how music is done, he wrote a 9 p.m. song. Yeah. It's a great, tune, yeah. by the way. So, and it's the same with DD. She was yeah. in the studio. I was like, why don't you do the, you know? yeah and then you you start working on and she's yeah. oh let's write some lyrics on it and then one and then in a couple of hours the song was there
1: yeah excellent i love that man. so i love that so yeah so you you finished the, the castles in the sky they didn't like it at the label but they'll release it anyways yeah. where where did it go from there
0: it had two lives so it, it did all right in Belgium. It got picked up in Germany. Uh, Dozzleday, I think it was. Uh, it did all right in the clubs. And then ended up in like Ibiza, Mallorca and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And the English crowd took it back home. You had uh, Dave Pierce from New Life, BMG, mm-hmm. who signed it. So, but just before it was Martin Dot who wanted it. Right. Uh, Martin Dot is the... Uh, vice president sony yeah. who was at that time managing uh, britney spears right so he wanted to sign it uh for worldwide so sony had to get all the sony companies and then everybody had to agree they wanted to release it so they could do a worldwide release so martin dot was waiting for all the sony's and there were like a couple big territories that didn't want to sign it mm-hmm so he didn't end, he ended up not signing it, and then instead, um, Dave Pierce signed it on a New Life label, right. And then had his TV show, uh, his radio show on, on Radio One, the, the Trans Anthems, yeah. And then from there, it picked up. And because New Life signed it and released it, you know, other labels in other countries signed it, so it got released all over the world. But it, ideal would be. Martin Dodd signing it yeah. with the push that they have because they had Britney Spears. They had, I think, and Sync I think also. Right. So with that push worldwide, Good. maybe it should would have been better or not. Yeah. You never you know. Never know. Yeah, so, yeah. so, but what the job that, that, that Dave Pierce did was phenomenal. So yeah, so I'm not unhappy. So it's, yeah. it's what it is. I
1: love that by the way. I love that. So, um, At what point did you realize that, oh, this is really sort of took off this track? Like, uh, because obviously you you know that it was getting played in Spain and stuff like that. At what point were like, did you you not think, wait a minute, British are are playing this as well and listening to this? Like,
0: I think that, well, I think that the point that you realize, oh, this is really going to do something. Mm. It was like a peak point in my life, Mm -hmm. but also my... Biggest point back into reality, mm-hmm. so it, it's very contradictory. How do you say it? Oh, contradictory? Yeah, p- period, right? For me, m- that moment is very because the label, our, our label, yeah, called me on the phone and said, Well, we have the first results for the records yeah. in England because nobody believed it would do something. And he said, we're going to enter the record, uh, the charts on number five. Wow. Yeah. We sold. And it's funny because we sold more records than the week before. Be- the week before, uh, Roger Sanchez was number one. Was that another chance? Yeah. Was it? Yeah, yeah. And we were released the next week yeah and we sold more records than roger sanchez with his number one yeah but we're only number five because there were so many other so records yeah. was um um robbie williams angels <laughs> <number> <laughs> knocked one. you off top yeah, spot you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't beat that one yeah. listen so, if you're
1: in competition with rob williams yeah in his peak time with his, yeah. with his number one track as well uh, we did you're not doing him by yeah
0: but we did we did, did beat um Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson, their combined song, and uh, Missy Elliott also, so we're pretty happy, but the, so the, the good part was that they said, well, you're in at number five, it's going to go, it's going to blow up, it's going to be massive, Mm -hmm. yeah, so you're like, yeah, I'm happy, you know, I made it in my life, you know, (laughs) yeah. I'm I'm a little kid from Belgium. Yeah. You know, nobody believed me. Everybody laughed with me and yeah. said I would never make it. You know, I was an idiot to believe I would, would do anything with music. You know, here you go, all my teachers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, so that was a top peak moment. And then the next sentence the label said is, "Well, we need the new single in the two weeks." <laughs> oh wow! wow. So. We don't have time to celebrate. Go back in the studio because we need it, you know. Follow up, yeah, yeah. was, yeah. A, you know, so so basically you, you go thrown back into reality at the same moment, like. so
1: it's good that you've got a start and though. So, um, what was the follow up single to Castles in the Sky? Will I? Was it Will I? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, excellent, excellent, so, and
0: that was funny also because we had to do a TV show in Germany, mm-hmm. uh, Viva, so it's like the MTV. Yeah. Of Germany. Yeah. Well, the empty old MTV, not the new MTV because the new MTV doesn't play music, but the, old the Kardashians, one. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so kids MTV played music. <laughs> it was music TV back in the days. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Only music. <laughs> so, uh, Viva said, uh, we want to do live. So there was like club rotations called, yeah. and they would have artists perform in the club record it and show it on tv yeah so they wanted to do it castles in the sky yeah so i'm like okay let's do this show and then they said oh by the way you have to do two songs oh wow okay so but basically you make a song you didn't expect it gonna be a big hit mm-hmm. you're not even working on the next one because you just made it yeah yeah, yeah. so we're like oh we have to make another song. So when they called us, we said, oh, let's start. And that day we made the demo. For
1: Will I, Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, interesting. So we were
0: like, okay, let's do not like Castles. Yeah. Because I hate it when people say, when people do like one record, it's a nice record. And then just say, oh, let's keep the template, erase everything and just use all the same sounds and yeah. make a so- second song, which sounds like the first one. Yeah. I hate it. So I was like, let's do something which is still cool, but nothing like castles, mm-hmm. which which is nothing what the label liked. Yeah, <laughs> so, but yeah. I like <laughs> that tune. Yeah. So we did, but it it used to be just synthesizer, so yeah. it was an instrumental track. Yeah. So we added, did the show, and we actually had in Germany we had more reaction on the Will I track done on Castles. Interesting. That is interesting. So we're like, ah, you know, let's do that one. Put the lyrics on it. Went to the label. And it's funny because the label first said, well, let's just release. Because when they did Castles, it was when like musty Horny was out all yeah, these yeah, house yeah. tracks. So they wanted house tracks and we were, you know, offering them trance track with vocals. Yeah. So they didn't like it. That's why they were, you know, not eager to release it. Mm-hmm. But then because it was a big success when you brought Will I the yeah. label said well we were expecting something like castles i said but you can't just make something like castles you just make good music yeah and, and and you know which is also good but different
1: i think the business side of music though if they if they can see a a template or a yeah. a, a way that works they yeah. will milk it as yeah, much as they can
0: they were wrong the first time. Yeah. So why would they be right this time? Yeah. This is how, you know, if labels tell you they know how it works, mm-hmm. you know, they're lying. Yeah. Because yeah. if they knew they were how, if it they works. knew. Yeah, what, they'd be the number one. They yeah. would be number one all the time, but yeah. they're not. So they don't know what, the, how it works. They're mm-hmm. always wrong. Yeah. So what they basically said is, well, we need a second single. It's not bad. We release it, but it's your, it's your, you know, it's your, your baby um, sort of, thing. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Re- your responsibility if it, yeah. if it flunks and all that. I'm like, okay. So, and it's funny because when it went in the shards they're like, ah, oh, we did great. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, we- no, you didn't, we didn't do it. I wrote it. You said it was crap, but I did it. I pushed it and you said it's all on you. It's all on you. And then when it's a hit, it's like, ah, oh, it's on me. No, it's not on me.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, and then we did the same with the next one with mm. reason. Yeah. We did just the same. We said, let's make a nice song. Great track by the way. And we do a great song. Um, nothing like will I, yeah. nothing like castles. And again, we will have the same shit and mm-hmm. we had the same shit. So the label said no it's too too simple you know to 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 it's it, you know it's f f a a g g that's it
1: so uh, just out of curiosity where did that come from that idea what what made you want it to strip it back so much it's it's an iconic sound now but where did, where did where did that come from was that just like did you did you knowingly go for that sound in particular with reason
0: I don't think like that. No. Basically, what you do is when well, everybody works in a different way. Some people say I have a melody in my head and I play mm. it. Yeah. But I don't. I don't. I just bump into things. So what I do is, uh, let's say I have sounds and then scroll through all the sounds mm-hmm. do, 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 until I have a sound which I say, oh, this is a nice sound, and then try to find a melody for mm-hmm. it. So that's basically it. Yeah. So and you know. With the, you had, you had more like a, like a portato on the will eye, you know, doo, 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 yeah. which I was like, maybe we make it different with the staccatos, yeah. you know, like, yeah so to have like a, a, a difference in it, well, but you don't do it on purpose. It's like in a, in a little bit in your, in your mind. Yeah. Like your mindset is like okay, how you do something different then automatically do it different. Yeah. So
1: I'm, I'm really happy that you, you, every, you tried to make each yeah. record. But I had so much trouble different. doing it.
0: Yeah. Honestly. And then they said, oh, like, it's okay, but can you make it different? And I made, I ended up making 28 remixes of, of Reason interesting there's 28 versions of it hmm. yeah because i, I it's stored like a recent version one recent version <laughs> yeah. i had 28 versions and then they had the audacity to say well let's go for the first version <laughs> i like that i like that a lot I'm like like that. That. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: it's it's i i know the feeling i know the feeling so
0: and it is simple i know it is simple but sometimes simple simple is good i like it because it's off the beat you know it's got loads of energy in it as well yeah you know that's the whole thing so
1: yeah do you know my favorite my favorite um in vandal track is try
0: yeah that's funny because that's a lot of even i think um, are you a hardcore guy then?
1: I well, like, I've, yeah, I've produced hardcore. Because a lot uh, of bounds
0: and hardcore guys say I like Try the most.
1: Try has got the most emotive. Yeah. Um, uh, the the instrumentals really emotive yeah. and the, the vocals got a really, yeah. sits really nice in the track. Uh, don't get me wrong, I like Reason. Reason was my favourite for a long time.
0: <laughs> I'm not.
1: <laughs> but, yeah. It's
0: good. No, it's actually good. You know, th- I would, I would have been, how do you say it? It actually makes me happy. Um, if there, if there would be only one song, if people would say, I like castles. Yeah. And everybody would say, I like castles. It would frustrate me because yeah. there is many other songs.
1: Yeah, but there y- is, your art ignored, isn't it then at that yeah, point?
0: But there is people, for example, in the trance, they say, I like your um santo the the reaching into my brain that song yeah. and there is others that say i like the tiesto song the team from Nonfiel mm-hmm. i like that one that's my favorite there is people in the club that say i like baby boomers which is a club in like in in europe the main country right. is a big club hit they like that one there's people who like Didi there's people who like uh, the, the castles reason mm. try so there's like different people like that's different good. songs which makes me more happy it you know, it's like it's not about one song. At least another <laughs> yeah. one-hit wonder. You know, what yeah, I mean, yeah, I would yeah. be frustrated if, if you know, yeah. like if Peter Andre. It's a legacy, girl, isn't it? that's it is what everybody's like. You know, yeah. mysterious. Girl, what's your other song? Uh, and nobody knows it. You yeah, know? it's
1: like so it's like it's like a legacy, isn't it? You're not you're not leaving one song. You're leaving yeah. a legacy. That's, that's But a, I'm,
0: I'm I'm do want more, like my goal would be to have also music in different genres which would do great yeah so that's why i'm i'm doing a lot of film music and tv music and music for games and and yeah. all these things to to be like i could be at i'm uh how do you say it? proud of all these things also yeah like if fortnite uses a song that i made or I have music in Traffic Cops or Sky Patrol or yeah. like Ug- Ugly Betty or something. <laughs> it makes me proud too.
1: Yeah. I like that. So that's... It's the- a different... Di- di- getting recognition from different areas yeah. of in the industry, entertainment and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I like that a lot.
0: So I'm also doing... I do urban music. I do K-pop. I do... Mm, interesting. Uh, um, yeah. Pop music, house music. So... M- more as a songwriter and producer for other artists, yeah. But you also, you know, can get proud of it that you know.
1: Understandable, mate. I like that a lot. Um, so we'll sort of like move on with your story then. So after all these tunes are blew up in the the two thousands and that, were you just were you travelling a lot with gigs and that as well? Because at this point you, you you've gone worldwide.
0: Yes and no. The 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 whole issue and it's a big issue, uh, is because it was successful the label wanted me in the studio all the time yeah and because i had several projects mm-hmm. you know they were like yeah but you can't perform with this one and this one and this one yeah so and that's the point where they decided to say okay let's have let's give the project the face of the singer and that's why they started promoting on me as a singer of ian van daal yeah and telling she was ian van daal yeah and this and DD was then DD. This yeah. is the phase of DD. Yeah. yeah. So which would put me in the studio, just producing and working. Yeah. So and I would I had a deal with the label, you know, that it would benefit from all the gigs. Yeah. So which of course doesn't happen. That's why I'm suing them. But, <laughs> but this is this yeah, is, So understand. basically, for all these years, this has been a period of many years where I basically just was producing and producing and producing yeah. and not doing the shows and other people were, you know, taking credits for the stuff I did and yeah. claiming to be me and all these things. And that gives a lot of people also the, the, um, confu- there is the wrong that, impression. Yes. Yeah. And, and there's a confusion because they're all like, like who is in Dahl and you know, because everybody saw the videos and sees the singer, yeah. And they, they you know, it's advertised as she is the one yeah. while, you know, she's just the face of it and yeah. not the whole creator, you know? Yeah, yeah, I understand that. She didn't write the songs, she didn't yeah. produce them, she didn't create it, you know? Yeah. So... And it's but it's a lot in in you know it's it happens so much in an industry in, yeah, in absolutely industry. yeah yeah, Everybody, yeah you know if you would know who the real persons are everybody's like yeah but that's the person no that's not the person that's just the face
1: yeah you know? well, I understand that yeah it's a it's a it's a weird place in the music industry isn't it yeah because you can't for example you couldn't go into the the building industry right you build a house mm-hmm. and someone you' just got you'll be the face of that and mm-hmm. it's like, uh, who built the house at the end of the day? Do yeah. you know what I mean? That's, that's the way yeah. I see it. Yeah. Um, whether I, they get credited I, or not. Yeah. It and I do, I, I,
0: it, it's also a dilemma. For example, I DJ, Yeah. you know, so I, I perform as a DJ and I make money as a DJ and mm-hmm. all these things, but I have to be honest, a lot of artists don't get the credits they deserve mm-hmm. because let's be honest. Let's say you're a cover band, mm-hmm. like a live band, a cover band, and you're playing, and you you're playing a, um, a Kings of Leon song, for mm-hmm. example, or Oasis song. Mm-hmm. The cover band is playing the Oasis song. What do people say? Oh, that's a great Oasis song. Yeah. Yeah. And then the DJ is playing, and the DJ is playing track after track, great track. Everybody's like, "Oh, that DJ is great." I know the No I mean. the DJ's not great. Mm-hmm. It's great tracks. <laughs>
1: you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So and then the the the, the 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 David Guetta's, you know, okay, some of them they produce, so I'm I can't say anything because at least David Guetta has his releases and Calvin Harris has his releases. Mm. But there's a ton of DJs, you know, they're famous. Nobody even knows why they're famous, and they're playing tracks from everybody else, but they are taking the credits while all these artists are making zero money.
1: Mm, I understand where you're coming from. You know? it's It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because... A lot of, like you say, you've got these, these, these producers out there though, who, who are signing deals saying, listen, I'll ghost engineer this and then I'll wipe my hands of it. No credits or anything. And then on the flip side, you've got people who are trying to get the right people credited for the right job that they actually did. I, it's, it's, it's a, it's something that's never going to be fixed. I don't think.
0: Yeah. No, but I know it's, 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 it's painful, but you know. It's not right if the DJ gets ten thousand, you know, to play an hour, yeah, and all the tracks that he's playing are making these artists hundred pound.
1: It's terrible, isn't it? Right, we'll be back again for part two in two minutes. Back for part two of the podcast with Ian Vandal. How's it going, man? Let's do this. <laughs> um, so we got up to like the early two thousands with your story just then, um, with you with these releases and the album and everything that came out. What did you find, did you find yourself, it was like, it was like leveling up and then it was snowballing itself or would you feel like you were having to put the work in to promote it or, and stuff like that with, with, with your releases and your tracks?
0: Um, I think at a certain moment you don't control anything anymore. Other people live your life. Yeah. Yeah. So... J- don't even have time to think you just go from one in the other place, one place to the other one project into the other. So yeah, it's out of your hands. And then basically you don't know where it ends. Mm -hmm. So the ball rolls, but you don't know how far. So you always hope it's, it's going to yeah get that extra push and extra push, you know? So in a way, you're disappointed when it doesn't, you know, you're like, oh, there is a, le- a release now in Japan, mm-hmm. you know, you're like hoping wh- where does it end, Yeah, you know, which position it will be in the charts. And then there's another country, another country, and you always hope it's number one, but it's, it's unrealistic, you know, you, mm, yeah. you're not, you're not the, you know, one of these big bands, you know, the big, big, big projects mm. who, who control the market and can actually push it into or have a following that, that big. Yeah. That they get in the top positions. But all in all, you know, you're happy. You know, you... you, Yeah. You you look where it ends and... Yeah, you have to be... It's an
1: achievement, definitely.
0: It's... It's... You know, it's like when you do a... a, 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 um, When you're you're um, an athlete, for example. And you're a new athlete and you compete against the bigger athletes. Yeah. Yeah. And... You, you, for example, you do, uh, um, uh, martial arts or whatever, and you know, you, you get in the second round and third round and all that. So you, you're on the flow, you know, but you don't reach a final and you, you get, you get kicked out of the third place or fourth place. You yeah. You diff you're disappointed. But all in all, if you look back, you know, you've you made have, it, you've made happy. it very far. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, in a way like that, you know, mm-hmm. so you, you're happy with all the success, you know, yeah. it, you know, it would be nice if it was bigger, but then there's also lot, a, lot, a <laughs> yeah. lot less, you know, successful. So you're happy with what, with, with what you get.
1: Yeah. So st- st- statistically, what has been your biggest track, would you say?
0: Castle
1: that castles castles yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so. that's interesting so um
0: it's not always well <laughs> it depends <laughs> like but in in regards of of success like being known by people and all that mm-hmm. stuff it, but sometimes there are tracks that make money that you don't even know that make money mm-hmm. but they're not known for the big audience Yeah, yeah yeah but you know you could do it you, you could do an advertisement uh, song. Yeah. Which makes you more money than you ever made with another track. Yeah. Yeah. But nobody knows about it, that it's yeah. you or whatever. So, so, but in regards of people like success and people knowing your songs and all that, it's probably castles. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent.
1: So during the, like, so you're going to like sort of 2010 to 2020 sort of time what 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 like can you tell us some of the projects you were doing at the time so obviously you've got the ian van Dahl thing but what other aliases were you working as and what what genres of music were you doing or, or and you don't need to tell me them all but any any of note at that time
0: <laughs> i don't know the the problem with music is unless it is something very very successful yeah nobody knows about it yeah
1: I know what you mean. So
0: you can do tons of things which are okay. And then still people don't know it because it's, it's not on the mainstream. Yeah, It's not on the mainstream. Yeah. For example, we did thousands and thousands of songs and for, so basically what you do is you, you try to reinvent yourself. Yeah. So, so, um, in the periods after a project, you say, okay, let's do a different project or do something else. So you try to do different projects and you start different projects and you, yeah. you cri- try to create new sounds and all that. The problem with music is in order to do something like that, it takes time. Mm-hmm. So you can easily work six months in a year on something. Yeah. And then if it doesn't work, you kind of lost the year, mm. Yeah, which is not, but yeah. it feels like that.
1: If, i know i know where you're coming from i think that's just in any art form though isn't it as well yeah. like it's it's not just music it's, it's it's over everything you see you hear a lot of people who put a lot of heart and soul into like an independent release mm-hmm. um of a movie and yeah it could be I, i've seen i i'm a big follower of watching independent movies because mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that it might not get promoted but it's gold it's better than anything that could be mm-hmm. on the the mm-hmm. hot in hollywood and, mm-hmm. and and as as for but, as it is, but it's let's say film. you
0: want to make a movie yeah and you you have you have your script you have to rewrite your script and mm-hmm. rewrite your script until you you're like oh this is good and then you have to find the art the the, the the actresses and actors who want to do it yeah and it takes time to get them because you don't have the funding so you have to find the funding mm-hmm. yeah so after what, it's easily five six years before you can even start filming the project that you wanted yeah so what the what had you know if if i ask you what have you been doing this last five six years you know what i mean yeah yeah it's hard to explain because it feels like you haven't done anything
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know you're coming from yeah yeah so
0: and it's basically like that between personally i don't think we did a lot yeah in that 10 years yeah we we actually did a lot yeah yeah so for example i the i uh, we 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 try to find new sounds, new songs, new styles and all that. So you do a couple projects. Yeah. They're not that successful. They were okay. mm mm-hmm. Um. So, um, I think one was, I had a radio and they, they did the like hit or miss or something. Yeah. And they had actually one of my projects in it. And I'm like, H- do you actually know this? I didn't even know that they know it. So, yeah. Um, but I did a lot of, writing for other artists like yeah. two vibes and bass lovers and um, um real booty babes and yeah, yeah, yeah i did um, we did the project one more angel and we did so we did a lot of uh also for that's another one if you do let's say i do write something for a spanish dj mm-hmm. you never heard of you know yeah. is it successful or not you know yeah could, i had a top 10 in spain but nobody knows it here yeah so it's it's if I mention it, nobody cares because nobody <laughs> knows it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I know. Where you're Success from, is yeah. very yeah. relative. You know, it's, yeah. it depends where you know. There's you can have a hit in one record in one country and nobody knows it in the other one. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, it works even in regions in this area. Yeah. In regions, there's some tunes that's, that's yeah. big.
0: But just an example, and nobody disrespect or anything. Yeah. But for example, Ultra Beat, yeah. Pretty Green Eyes, it's absolute anthem in the UK. Yeah. Nobody knows it in Belgium, for example. Yeah. Like Zero or Holland or Spain. Yeah. Nobody knows it. So if I mention in let's say I'm in Spain and I say, well I did pretty green eyes, yeah. nobody would know it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how relative things are. I had Eurodance projects, for example, which are classics in Belgium, for example. But if i mentioned them here nobody knows them yeah okay? yeah so it's hard to say well what have you been doing or you know yeah. i could mention 10 names and nobody would even know any of them yeah but they did all right
1: yeah and, yeah i know you come so, from absolutely
0: <clears throat> and then we what i did is for example they did stuff for tv so yeah. basically you're sick and tired, also a little bit, about the music industry. So you look, ab- you look for different ways of generating money and different ways to express yourself. Yeah. Um, um. And 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 use your talent and all that. So and one of the things I always always loved was music for TV and film, games, yeah. advertising, all that which I never had the opportunity while I was with the label because they didn't want me to do it. Yeah. So when I left the label, I was like, okay, now I'm going to try this. Mm -hmm. And between leaving the label and now I did manage like, I think it's around 4,000 placements. So that's music that it's been used in all sorts. So it goes from, um, Pin My Right, to Ugly Betty, to CSI, to Sky Patrol, <laughs> um, EastEnders, Home and Away, <laughs> um, Traffic Cops, yeah. uh, Miss Universe Elections, uh, Netflix series, mm-hmm. like uh, Skins. And, you know, so, yeah. so that's also for me, something that I'm proud of, you know, it's not something like, like if I mentioned castles, yeah, everybody knows, Hmm. but I'm as much proud of having the thousands of songs being used in TV and film and games that maybe everybody heard, but didn't know I did. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's also an achievement. And I I like all these, I like all these achievements and it's as much something to be proud of than anything else absolutely and when i did these so i so i did that and then i said okay let's try other styles of music Mm -hmm. so that's because i have goals like the dance what you know i had a trance hits i had trance hits club hits i had commercial hits so i was i had tv music and film music and all that so i'm like okay what's next and then my other goal is to have music in different genres of music yeah 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 to do like, for example, I'm now creating K-pop. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, like Korean boys' yeah, bands. Yeah, yeah. And I have J-pop, the Japanese one. So I do these things. I do urban. I do, um, so, why? Because I want to try to be successful in it. Yeah. And, you know, if it I can... Creatively filled as well. Yeah, if I can, if, you know, how cool is it to have hits in one shows or in t- several shows and then say, well... That K-pop song that's, you know, is a big hit in Japan, that's actually also me. And this urban track that, you know, this Mm. big rapper is doing, that's also me. You know, that's... Impressive. That's something like that gives you motivation because I can't do trance, you know, but I've done that, you know, so now I'm like, okay, let's try other things and then look back at your life at the end and say, well, I did these genres, I actually was successful in multiple genres of music and I did all these things. And that gives your, like, your career more sense than just having one record. Yeah,
1: absolutely, mate. I agree with you. Um, that's That was fantastic, by the way, what you've just explained there. Like, it's, I think success, like you say, success is relative to those who... to, to like, for instance, if there's people out there that's making um, movie scores and stuff for TV mm-hmm. and they see your achievements of what you've done, they're like, wow, that's mm-hmm. really good. But then to everyone else, it might not mean nothing. Yeah. Um, you having a hit within the dance trance industry, everyone will love the Ian Vandal stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you go to somebody yeah. who likes rock music, they're like... Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's-, it's, it is just, it's just relative, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to move on for um, part two. Um, obviously, you said you'd never seen the podcast before. So this part two of the podcast is more interactive for the listeners. So what I'm gonna do is got a couple of questions and a couple of activities to go through. Is that alright? We'll do okay. that. Um is so it w-
0: live or is it from other ones before that? No, this like-
1: is what people have wrote in, you see.
0: So you said I'm gonna interview Ian Van Do you have questions for him and then? No, these are go- these are
1: varied of what people have said. So okay. I don't I don't don't name the okay. guest you see. Okay. So um <clears throat> I do a thing called flop a bop. So so I'm going to, I'm going to read you five tracks and you tell me if the flops, if you don't like them or a bop, if you, if you like them and you would play them in your sets, for instance, or something like that. Yeah,
0: but that's also relative.
1: Yeah. Or is it just your because, opinion?
0: Because for example, I like, I like all styles of music, everything. Yeah. yeah. But what people expect me to play is a little bit limit. Like let's say they do a remember uh, or like a clubland anthem mm-hmm. evening. Yeah. They expect oh there's Ian von they expect him to play Castles Will I, all these yeah, songs, yeah, yeah. and they expect me to play all the other ones, the Clubland anthems, you know. Yeah in you know, ish. Yeah. yeah. So I can't play rock songs when <laughs> for Clubland nights for yeah. example. And like tonight we uh, I'm playing Clubland. Yeah. I'll have to do Clubland songs, you yeah. know. You can't, you know, imagine me playing Shumba Wamba. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody will be like, what the fuck is this? You know? Yeah, so, I know exactly so, what you mean. So it, I think saying I would put it in my set is relative because. Okay, okay, I'm not mostly, putting it in i I can say I like it or not. Okay, I'll so, we'll do that then. If I know that, I hope I will know. Oh, you not? I've <laughs> tried to
1: make them as. Um, so it's just what people have wrote in. Um, they've they've put Chong's suggestions forward yeah. and I've suited it to each guest. So oh. don't worry about me. So this is Flopper Bob with Ian Van Um And we're going to kick things off with DJ Sammy Heaven, Flopper Bob.
0: Of course, good. I, I, it's, it's a hit. It's it's a, a, a I, I mentioned to you, Bob, because I even want... I, he asked me to do the remix. I was <laughs> doing the remix, and the label said you can't do the remix. So I'm still angry about it because I love the song. And I, I said, "Sammy, I really want to do the remix." So, so absolutely. <laughs> There's a mo- there
1: story behind this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was just coincidence. That by the way, that was in there when we were talking about it before. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a bop. Um, Trinity X forever. Uh,
0: bop. I, I think it's underestimated. So, I agree. but I have to be honest, I don't like the original version. I think it needs a an, an, a better version, like uh, beefier, beefier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So know you I'm not, I'm still trying to find like a good, or I'll, I'll end up making one myself. <laughs> so, but that's from a DJ point of view. Yeah. So I like I like the song a yeah. lot, and I think was it Ultra Beat who made the remix? Uh, uh
1: true, yeah, sure. There was, there's been so many, um,
0: and I think also uh, Kenny Hayes. I yeah, think Kenny did Hayes it. did. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a couple of okay, good remixes. Yeah. But like, it, it, for my set with the songs I play, I, I, I was like, it, I want one that is like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more banging. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, but it's good song though.
1: Yeah. Uh, next one, Stars and Breeze featuring Karen Danzig, Heartbeats.
0: Good song, good song. I like, I like. Uh, yeah, I like um, stuff that Darren does. Mm-hmm. Does it's like uh, that's one of the artists that I like. Oh, good, good. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He has bunch of great songs.
1: He's always, he's always ahead of the curve as well, isn't he? When it when it comes to. Yeah, to, to, but to, to, it's so.
0: like you know you have it goes from 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 um, um, what's the one with. Uh, with the guitar one from Darren. All right, come uh, Come save, running. Save me. Oh. I've Come running. Yeah, 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 you know, these ones to switch, you know, all yeah. these things. Plus, I have to be honest, I did the, he remade my song, so I did Darren Styles, Ollie James, and then Didi forever. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a little bit influenced because I actually work with him. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, but he's a great artist. It's always nice to see him and I actually think he has great songs. It's a bit faster, so like like the heartbeat is. I I like it more in a hardcore set. Mm-hmm. So like when I did the DJ set with Rob, and you do a one sixty five one seventy BPM. Yeah. It it fits better. Yeah. But it's a great song. Yeah, so, absolutely. But they just, they. It's it's all club anthems, so they they're, they're all anthems, you know. Yeah, no, but how the, can I be against per, no, it? No, but personally,
1: it's all... there's a, it's, it's down to your personal taste, isn't it? There's some people I know. There's a lot of people out there who don't like Heaven, for instance. There is a lot of people out there.
0: Why? Because it's cheesy. Maybe because it's cheesy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I went I never was that happy. They did they did a, um like a, how you say it. Um, like a top ten or something, yeah. you know. People had to vote, and they said, "Which one is the cheesiest and shittiest trans record ever?" <laughs> and I, think it was Castles on One and Heaven on Two. I've never been that happy.
1: I've never been that happy. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's one of your achievements. It's relative, <laughs> yeah,
0: because because <it, laughs> you're happier number one, yeah, you know, yeah, because it means something, you know. It, it gets but yeah because. I know it's because it's commercial. Yeah. It's, it's look, it's even on castles. Let's be honest. There's a lot of trans people. Yeah. The clubland lo- love it, but yeah. like trans people, they don't like castles. Yeah. They say it's cheesy. Yeah. I even know that like Paul van Dyck was like, oh, is ca- if even without castles in the sky is trans, I'm not a trans DJ or something. Yeah. Said, yeah. Something yeah. Like yeah. That. yeah? Which is funny because the next week after he actually licensed one of my songs, but <laughs> <laughs> so but let's be honest, it was Chesto playing it at that time. Yeah. Ferry Corsten playing it, Armin yeah. van Buren playing it. So it should it, nobody can tell, you know, he's like like paul van dyke is still the god of trans music yeah he was playing the song so you can't tell me it's cheesy if them are playing it yeah. you know it's just because it was in the charts, and then everybody's like oh i don't like commercial music yeah. it's just in the charts. you know the song didn't change yeah so that's why i was happy it was in the she's she's number one <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, next one dj gene the launch
0: problem is i know him like i know his character (laughs) he's not the easiest guy (laughs) but the song is okay it's it's it's, it's, i wouldn't be unhappy if i was the one who wrote that song yeah 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 oh absolutely yeah yeah so he's a bit of a prick but (laughs) that's the only problem yeah
1: i I always find that myself as well this is this is something i always find that see if it's an absolute asshole that's done the track right <laughs> i will not play that track like if i've had personal experience with somebody if i met you today right yeah. and i thought what an ass arse- I, I would uh, never play in vandal again <laughs> just and uh, i'd be like dead petty over it. i'd delete everything off a yeah. hard
0: drive <laughs> i uh i actually i do play it i play the launch but i play it in a mesh i I, I have like a mashup with um bonkers
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, Dizzy Rascal yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And, and Jean, the, long, mm-hmm. the bunker launcher or whatever. Yeah. So, that actually works.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, and the last one for Flopper Bop is Living Joy Dreamer.
0: Do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with... with um, who did the remake of it? Because Breeze, was it Breeze? Mark? Oh, I'm not sure what I've done the remake of it. Uh...
1: There's been there's been a couple of like versions of it. I know there's there's been a couple of like bootlegs that's yeah, that came out. But
0: I do like the original one. Yeah. I like all these like Live and Joy, Black Box um like the, the, the it's very house. soulful, are not it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I like the old uh, Robin S uh, mm. all these things so that it was like the it's it's the 90s M1 um yeah, the, the organ
1: uh, era yeah, era yeah 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 definitely
0: m1 most used uh, yeah. since in the 90s it started, yeah, it started <laughs> making a
1: comeback as well you know <laughs> um so this next one is called throwback attack so basically i'm going to ask you about certain periods of your life and then you tell me the first song that comes to mind is that, so is that all right um it doesn't need to be dance music it can be and the, just the first song that comes to mind okay Okay so so this is throwback attack with Ian Vandal, and it is what song do you think of when you think back to primary school
0: Pri- what what age is that primary
1: school so it'd be ages four to eleven I think I was in my oh, I'm trying
0: to remember because <laughs> i had a weird i always had a weird taste of music yeah but weirdest taste of music yeah because i know for example i had one of my first singles was salt and pepper yeah push th- it. there's nothing wrong with that. that's a tune salt and pepper push it but then another one was i was always watching the the young ones yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. on tv and i had the single with Cliff Richard and the Young Ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Living Doll. Yeah. Because I, would t- I, I thought it was funny because they were taking the piss off out, out of out of, uh, out of yeah. of him. Yeah. But it still, you know, it was a big... So I had like the weirdest taste. I did like Queen. Yeah. So, but before it was cool to like Queen. Yeah. Because people always like, why do you like Queen? It's, it was ridiculous music. Yeah. So I, I liked all these... Like I... I wasn't afraid to like stuff that wasn't popular Popular to like. Mm-hmm. So, but and then at age 11, like a little bit changed because then I got influenced by, you know, like Guns N' Roses. Okay. The, so that's
1: my next question. What song do you think of when you think of secondary school?
0: Yeah. So basically it was a, 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 a struggle for me because I want, I like, I liked, like you look for what your flavors is and your taste and all that. So one side you had the whole nineties rock, eighties, nineties rock that, you know, like the Guns N' Roses, but Pearl Jam. um, Big hair and distorted guitars. (laughs) So you had that. But then at that time, I was also watching, um, for example, Dr. Dre, but the other Dr. Dre and Flavor Flavor, which they did um, UMTV raps and all that stuff. So I was basically influenced with everything that had to do with music. I know it's weird because I know lots of kids, they have like a genre Mm -hmm. and they're like, I have to be cool. I have to be like fan of the cure. And and the other one is I like rock music and it's only rock music existed. Yeah. yeah? While I was very open-minded about the things. Yeah. So I could go from, the, you know, the old early NWA Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre and and all these, uh, for example, I have all the CDs yeah. of the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. yeah. But then I also listened to Rage Against the Machine and, and, uh, I had all the Guns N' Roses, uh, Appetite for Destruction, all these things. I had yeah. the Black Album from Metallica. All. Yeah. So it went from one side to the to other. Me. I wasn't limited to anything. It's like me.
1: If you had to name one from your school times so or what's the first song that comes to your head?
0: From my school time. Hmm.
1: If you had to look back and then you would just see yourself no, doing, being growing know. up, what's the tune that's playing? I don't in the know.
0: Background? I only know, for example, when I was a baby, like a little kid, I know it was um, the. the um, your body, my body, everybody, YouTube body. What's it called again? <laughs> the, mm, 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 drink, I know the tune, oh, I know, I know the tune. I can't remember it. But in, the, in my youth, oh, it's hard to say yeah it can i don't know it could go from europe the final countdown to to vanilla ice 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 baby to right we'll say them to them for that one <laughs> i don't know it's, it's uh, I'm, I'm probably gonna regret that i said that but <laughs>
1: what song do you think of when you first um go back to the days of your first going out so like to clubs and stuff like that what's the the earlier so to say what was the the tunes
0: yeah but the problem is I'm, I'm from Belgium. Yeah. No, but so, you can say the Belgium. So all the, the, all the Belgium tracks, nobody would know them here. Like in England, nobody would know them, but then like in Belgium, they would be popular. Mm-hmm. Like all the bonsai re- releases mm-hmm. or like Puggy Bear mm. and, um, uh, like, universal nation push yeah you know all these things but these are not really popular like yeah <laughs> like lambda hold on tight right i think nobody would know it i don't know plus, it but, it, it, no, but it's, two but full you're... moon and the trout okay uh union jack mm-hmm. It's like nobody knows it, but it's a complete. It's an absolute anthem where I live. And the funny part is, it's still used as DJs. It's the I go. I'm going to the toilet. Uh, track yeah yeah the longer the longer yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. so the song is 12 minutes <laughs> so if you really had to go to the toilet yeah i'm talking like the underground clubs where you do the five six hours yeah sets yeah and you really had to mid-set you had like oh, i really have to go yeah. you put that one on because it's 12 minutes and it's break after break after break so yeah. you're like okay now i have 12 minutes i can rush to the toilet go to the toilet i'm back that's <laughs> the next one
1: excellent uh, and the last one is um what song do you think of when you think right here right now today what if today's world what's the currently doing it for you could be one of your own it could be could be something that you heard
0: now i don't know but for example what i do know is when my daughter was born yeah it was ruby ruby
1: oh yeah yeah um the kaiser chiefs yeah 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 yeah, yeah.
0: so that's something like if i heard i hear uh, Kaiser Chiefs. I'm always have to think about the birds. Yeah, of my that's, a, that's, so that's 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 something. Connections but, to yeah.
1: certain memories and stuff. I like that. I like that a lot. Um And then we've got a couple of questions for some people. And the funny
0: part is, uh, Genie, who does the MCing for yeah. me, his kid was born on castles on the, in the sky. <laughs> is it really? Every <laughs> time
1: he uses it, he doesn't even think of you. He thinks of his kids. <laughs> yeah. Um So I've got um. A question, and this is from so it's all right, lad. Loving these podcasts, uh, even if I'm a bit behind lol. Uh, any plans for coming to the northeast, anyways? Love the podcast, and hopefully, I can catch you at a live event sometime over here in the northeast. Um, PS, I've got a question for the guest uh, Would you rather have nipples for fingers or fingers for nipples? Just a bit of fun, and that's from Liam Jackson. <laughs> yeah. What? This is the quality of um, questions we get, getting at.
0: Northeast was a, a Newcastle guy. Yeah. <laughs> nipples for fingers, fingers for nipples.
1: Huh? They all love over in Newcastle, haven't they?
0: <laughs> the problem is I really need my fingers. Yeah. So I, anything that looks like fingers. Yeah. So but it's a funny view to, I would, I would have played. So I would play with my tits.
1: so there's your answer there's your answer Um, and last question for the day is hey up Brad I seen a debate on Facey the other day what's your opinion on promoters catfishing social media by editing photos of events or using pictures from other people's events in the same venue or them even going to the extreme and having booked DJs or bands knowing fine well they're not coming and that's from Anonymous um my opinion on this you can put yours out there my opinion on this is i think it's scummy i think if you're using other people's photos for your events to promote it and you're a promoter that's not promoting that's fucking you're ripping people off mate that's it that's my opinion uh whether that's a strong opinion i don't know but how pissed off would you be if you put an ian vandal event on and you're playing and there's a picture of you djing to the crowd and somebody else used it because they're using the same venue as you it's just not on is it
0: actually it happens it happens a lot, but yeah, it's wrong. <laughs> I know it's because sometimes I see my picture that I'm pretty sure I took the picture because it was me on stage taking the picture. Yeah. So and then they take take it off and then use it. So, but I'm not that Look, I can only look at myself. Yeah. So all on on the social media, mm-hmm. the pictures I post are the ones I took. Yeah. Exactly. Or it's the photographer who yeah. is with me. And he shares it with me. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't use other people's pictures and say, yeah. I, that's me there. No, it's not me. You know, I'm... You would it.
1: never dare to use somebody else's photos. Of it's it's but, embarrassing.
0: They're they going to find out anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah. As I think people like that do get found out. You know what I mean? Um, and for the last one for today, this is what I ask everyone, mate. So um, you're about to get the electric chair because... Um, you've lost your lawsuit case for whatever reason and they've said, you know what, we'll bring him back to death penalty. Kristoff is going. See you later. You've got one more meal, right? You can have a starter, main dessert and a drink. Uh, what are you having? Pfft. So we'll go with starter. What are you, are you a big foodie? Do you like food? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's... Oh, it depends. Like... It depends the food I like or the ones that have emotional value. Either all. You know what I mean? Like, like, like my grandmother, she, she was like, you know, like you have the Italian mama. Yeah. Who cooks everything. Well, she was Yaya. So she's Greek. Yeah. So what she would do is come to the house. And then the first thing would do, we'd, what she would do is kick everybody out of the kitchen and she would do the the cooking, the cooking while she wasn't even in her own kitchen yeah you know so and she would bo- for example make like stuffed chicken yeah but well, like with feta cheese and pine pits and rice or something right stuffed into the chicken nice you know with roast potatoes and stuff like that this could be the best one yeah i think so and then because one it's great Cause yeah. it's like the chicken, it's, it's really, it has lemon in it. So yeah. it's like soft, yeah. but then it's crispy on the outside. Yeah. And then you have the potatoes with the oregano and the, and the, or, uh, you know, all these uh, herbs in it. Yeah. But on top of that, it's nostalgic. It's well. nostalgic. So you, you eat it and then you remember all the good times with your grandmother and all that. Yeah. So that's, that's something I would. Okay. So that's
1: your main, right? That's the main. What are you going for for starter? I like that, by the way. I think that could be the best one yet we've had.
0: Starter. Oh. I don't know. Maybe something weird like um, um, I'm trying to find the word in English. Uh, <laughs> um, it's sweetbread.
1: Yeah, like a brioche.
0: No, sweetbread. Oh. It's the Gulls. From this, the, oh. from the veal. All oh, right. I've
1: never had it. I'm loving it No? You never Google it. Yeah, secret. I'm going to now.
0: So basically it's, it's really, it takes age, like it's weird food and probably a lot of people would say, Ugh, yeah. you know, because it's, it's, it's um, some of, one of, it's an organ. Hmm. Yeah. But what they do is they you need to clean it cooking in in like milk and all that so it take it's a whole process to do it mm-hmm. and it's like um what you do is you make sure that the outside is crispy and then the inside is still soft yeah it has really specific taste it's not for everybody so but it, it's like because i like f- weird foods yeah like i never order the average things for example, if I would go to a restaurant, I would not order pasta yeah. with sauce or a steak. Yeah. Because I can make my own steak and I can make my own pasta. Yeah. I eat too, mu- too much pasta already. So I would order something I don't know. So any restaurant I go, I yeah. order things I don't know or like rarely eat. Yeah. I like that by the way. So, and I would like to go to all different kinds. So I would go to a Mexican restaurant and then to like a Lebanese and to an African restaurant. Like everything I see, like I I, I saw Ethiopian restaurant. Yeah. Like I've never been to Ethiopian restaurant. So I went and tried it. So it wasn't the biggest success, but I tried it so I can say, yeah, I tried it. Yeah. So, and that's why the sweet bread, because it's like, out of the ordinary. Yeah. I would, I try everything from sheep's tail to, to yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, And then as dessert, (laughs) the problem is I'm like lactose intolerant. Yeah. But I like ice cream. Yeah. But I I can't have it. So it's, it's like it, like a nice pot of Ben and Jerry's or something. Well, or
1: do you know something? You get in the electric chair, so does it really matter? Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Okay. So, a big pot so of, what I'm flavor like, Ben and Jerry's?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe like with the fudge or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like okay, like that's chocolate fine. Chocolate or nice something like that. It's not a bad or like, a, or like a really special dessert. Yeah. Um, I had it one time, like Alaskan ice or something. I've heard of that. Yeah. So it's like the ice cream and there is meringue around it. Yeah. And then you they put it on fire or something. It's like it has a flame on it. So nice. It's, but you have to do it fast because it's outside, it's warm, and the ice cream is, is, is cold. Yeah. So you have to do it before it melts. That's Sounds a really amazing. nice one.
1: You could have given the best answer yet for, for this, you know. Uh, and to wash it all down what you have a drink of. It doesn't need to be alcoholic. It can be anything you like.
0: Yeah, because I don't really drink. Yeah. Like... Yeah, you English people are really good drinkers. They drink a lot, yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I'm like sometimes I'm baffled because of the amount of drinks somebody can do. <laughs> so I don't drink wine. I don't drink beer. Yeah. I do sometimes do like a spirit or a mixer. Yeah, yeah. You know, like. Uh,
1: Vodka or tequila or... Yeah, like, you know,
0: I can, I can drink it. Like, or daiquiri, daiquiri, how you say it? Daiquiri, yeah. Yeah, or like baby Guinness or tequila rose or something. But it's very moderate. Yeah. My favourite drink is just, like, iced tea. Iced tea. But then no bubbles. Okay. But like uh, San Benedito or something, like the Italian, there's like Italian brands that make it. So, you can't even... I go to the store all the time to try to find iced teas mm. and your aisle is like, there's only two or yeah, three. Two iced it. teas. Yeah. Two know. iced teas. If you go to places like in Italy or where I live in Belgium, yeah. the whole aisle is it full is of iced teas. teas. Yeah. You could have like 50 different ones. So I, I'm always frustrated when, when I want to hmm. get an iced tea. So yeah. but yeah, San Benedetto iced tea lemon then it's good. I'm happy. It's good. Yeah. Don't need to be any alcohol.
1: <laughs> Excellent, mate. So we're just going to tie today up if that's all right. Um, just want to say thank you for coming on. No it's problem. been an absolute pleasure and we've had a really good laugh and okay. it's been good to get to know you, mate. Um, where can people find you? Where's it? Where? So you've got your gigs and then, what, uh, you've got your Instagram page and stuff online and Spotify or. Yeah,
0: basically. So I'm not a big, big, big fan of social media, so I told myself, I'm just going to use one and try to use it as much as possible. Yeah. So for the, I mean, as, a, as an artist, so I do most of it on the Instagram. Yeah. Where I post it. And that's uh, IVD DJ. So yeah. IVD underscore DJ. Yeah. And that's, yeah. So um, they took the Ian Vandal one and then I can't use it. Yeah. So that's why I do IVD underscore DJ.
1: Yeah. And then. You've got it then, and isn't then,
0: it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they can see all the pictures, the real ones, not the <laughs> fake ones. The, <laughs> the real photos. So, and yeah. then I hope to see people on the road. So, yeah, they, I do lots of the clubland ones. I do yeah. '90s events and stuff. So, I'm I'm from Scotland to Bogner Regis. I yeah. do all the so anybody in England. There's always a chance to see there's you. There's always somewhere. a chance yeah, to yeah. see
1: me. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say, if you've made it this far the podcast, thank you very much for watching. Um, you can catch all these podcasts at It's Time to Refresh on on all social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, etc. Uh, if you've enjoyed it, then please share it with your mates, because that's how we grow our platform, and what an episode this has been hasn't it uh, let me know your thoughts of the episode in the comments below uh, I just want to say thank you for tuning in and if you've enjoyed it that much you can sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash it's time to refresh and it's from as little as £3 a month just to support the cause and the production of this podcast, just want to say thank you and I'll see you later, nice one